0: Medicine in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education and Notes by Nicole. Looking for a new career? Check us out at ce.uci.edu for our career boosting courses. Looking for some trip ideas or getting the most from your vacation? Check out Notes by Nicole at n-o-t-e-s-b-y-n-i-k-o-l dot com.
1: Welcome to Meet Us in Paris, the podcast that transports you to the mesmerizing world of travel. I'm your host, Tanya, and I'm joined by my co-host, Zen.
0: Hello, how are you? Hi there, how are you doing?
1: I think Nicole might or may not pop in, we'll see, but just in case you hear another voice.
0: That's Um, her, not me.
1: Nah. (laughs) So... We have a really fascinating guest with us uh, with a really fun story to share today. Our dear friend Amy recently had an extraordinary adventure aboard a French river cruise, which, by the way, is something I've always wanted to do. So, hi, Amy. How you doing? Hello, Tanya and Zen. Nice hey. to not see you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. Nice
1: to hear you because <laughs> it's a podcast. Yes, <laughs> so Amy was telling me about her vacation on this river cruise. Um, and it was a unique experience, and I thought that it was so interesting that I told Zen and I told our other co-hosts, and we said we had to get you on the podcast and learn some more. So Amy, could you give us a like thirty second water cooler intro about your your river cruise and like what that experience was like?
2: Sure. Oh my gosh! I know. I probably talked about it so much to you that you said, "Oh, we need to do, get her on the podcast so she'll yes. stop talking about it." No, it I want to know all the details. <laughs> it oh, was such okay. a different experience. What's that? <laughs> like?
0: Oh no, no. The one thing that we thought was so intriguing. Beyond that, yeah, it's a cruise, right? And it's but the fact that you were the o- only English speaking people on the sh- on the cruise. Is that right?
2: Pretty much. So, yeah, let me just yes. share what happened. Okay, um, okay. okay, um, okay, okay. So there are a few it. layers about this that are really interesting. First of all, that I did it with my siblings. Uh, so, is this a really special thing to do uh, yeah. with a family? But I first and foremost want to clarify what kind of a cruise it was. Because okay. unlike so many people I know who live for ocean cruises, I literally would not go on an ocean cruise if you gave it to me for free. So, I have no interest whatsoever <laughs> and going on an ocean cruise. Uh, (laughs) I recently saw, I was in Seattle recently and I saw a cruise ship leaving and it looked like a humongous apartment complex on the water. And I thought there is absolutely nothing. And I know people are listening right now saying, oh, you just don't understand, but I do. So it's not my thing. So I have actually been dreaming for decades of doing a barge river cruise yes. on the Seine. So that's a different thing because it's more expensive. Someday, maybe with a smaller group, I will do a barge cruise. So the in-between is a river cruise. Okay. And this is a beautiful experience where there, on our boat, for example, there were only 120 people. And I believe on a cruise wow. line, there could be, what, 2,000 or something? No, it could be crazy. Yeah, a lot.
3: Yeah, so at least.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's a much more personal experience. None of us, there were six of us in our group. None of us knew what to expect. None of us had ever done this before. That's awesome. That's a great adventure. Oh, it was such an adventure and it was so fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough to people who really want to relax, who really want to see First of all, I feel like I have a, a, a special friendship with the Seine River right now. Oh. We, were, we were six days and five nights on that okay. river. Up, you cruise? we cruised from Paris to Normandy. We mm-hmm. went to the landing beaches. We went to where the D-Day landings were. This was so important because our father served in World War II in France. Yeah. Uh, he was not in Normandy, but he was in all through France and Germany and Austria. So this was a really special experience for us uh, thinking about our uh, deceased father, but the entire experience is so relaxing and, you know, it was very different because as Zen pointed out, this is not, I won't name names, but it is not the cruise line that almost everyone in the United States defaults to. Right. Right. We did not we intentionally said, as a family, we don't really want to go on a cruise in Europe to be around a lot of Americans
1: right. You wanted uh, an, a, an experience of other <laughs> other cultures. I hear you
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, what's the point of that? If we want to do that, we can just go to Wisconsin, right? So <laughs> um, my family was super cool about this because I will admit I do speak French, so, This is also something I challenge people to do. If you have an interest in language, use these opportunities to practice your language skills while you are uh, having a vacation. I mean, I spoke French every (coughs) single day, all day long, and I was happy as a clam. It was so wonderful to be able to do that because the crew, this is a French cruise line, and I'll name it. It's called quasi Europe. C-R-O-I-S-I. Crosi Europe. And I name it because I'm challenging others to expand your horizons and get away from the the one line that everyone thinks about um, and experience what a European river cruise is like because it is fantastic.
1: How did you did you do research and that's how you came up with this particular um, company?
2: Yeah. So my brother-in-law found it, which was interesting. So this plan all hatched last summer in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or no, in Madison, where my family lives. We were a little <laughs> jazz jazz bar. And I mentioned that this was one of my dreams to do a river trip on the on the Seine and Let's do it. Who wants to do it? Uh, my siblings and I have traveled to Ireland and Greece. My sister and I traveled to Brazil. Uh, we've, we've, you know, we really, I'm very blessed and, and fortunate to have siblings who are super fun people. Uh, we, we get along well. So I said, okay, you know, who's up for this? And uh, my sister always had said she didn't want to go to France unless she went with me because she felt she wanted to be with a French speaker. Although you know no. that's not necessary. Everyone listening, you can travel anywhere in the world and, uh, you know, pick up a little of the language and you can get by. But um, it was certainly nice for them to have a French speaker on the trip. So anyway, we were at the Jazz Bar and I went home to my niece's house that night. I was laying in bed and my brother-in-law was already <laughs> texting me these European companies, not the the one that is the most obvious And that is. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, you know, to each his own, right? But um, yeah, I don't want to go on a cruise and be around all Americans and Brits. That's exactly what many Americans do. Um, They're around people who speak English and who talk about the life that they're living uh, that they already know. Our, we were much more interested. In fact, my sister, who doesn't speak French, was totally on board, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> after we were there a few days, I asked them, I go, how are you feeling about this? Because no one on this boat, I mean, you know, Europeans all speak some English. Americans don't speak second languages very commonly. Yeah. So it wasn't as if we couldn't talk to people. Uh, awesome. to go, I yeah. want to
1: interrupt you. How did you, how did you come to know, to speak French?
2: Oh, well, no, I could talk to you for hours on that, but uh, <laughs> I, I, my aunt was French teacher, when I was a little girl, I, oh, okay. I studied French and I did study abroad, which I cannot promote oh, enough. Cool.
3: Yeah, study okay.
2: abroad in France changed my life. Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Do you have some questions? I have like a million, Zen, but I don't want to take over. Uh,
0: no, you go. You go. Really? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I am to know. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to know what, what what kind of food. What what do mm-hmm. they give you? How what does that look like? And yeah, and uh-huh. that's one. We'll keep going.
2: <laughs> uh, listen, I wish we had photos to show here. The food was so exquisite. We didn't know what to expect from this at all. We really yeah. were like, Is this going to be like Gilligan's Island or what? Well, you know, is this? It's <laughs> all hamburgers, thing- hamburgers,
0: hot dogs, and pizzas, wasn't that's
2: it? Right.
3: <laughs> the other thing
2: about size in Europe is that it's less expensive than, uh, you know, that's the other thing, though. Another reason people should explore is because you don't have to pay that much either. So we paid much less. We did an early deposit. So we weren't sure what to expect. The food is absolutely five-star, top-shelf, exquisite meals. Unlike an ocean cruise, it is not a continuous feed, which I had no interest in you have three meals a day that are served at certain times you get seated. It is unlimited alcohol at your table and at the open bar in the bar, Hmm. which interestingly enough, we are a party that, I mean, we are a family that likes to party, but we actually didn't drink that much because we were too busy having fun or relaxing. Uh, We did not spend as much time, you know, in, in the bars we thought, but This is um, the food is absolutely exquisite, and the service is you are like you are just in um, a a top level restaurant. the The help is uh, just so wonderful. The crew are amazing. So yeah, three meals a day that are included, and a bar with a dance floor. It's like a, a little you know clubhouse and after dinner they have music if you want to dance or sit in the bar and the other feature that was so fantastic about this that is unique is that every uh, cabin has a sliding door that opens out onto the river so other lines do not have an ability to open a patio door you can't go out obviously Uh, they don't want you jumping but i would every single night i laid in bed with looking straight out the window at the river going by because you cruise at night and uh even when it was chilly i just had that door open because it was so amazing to be on the sun
3: yeah it sounds
2: magical It was magical. And the cabins are are super comfortable and clean. There's a deck up above where they would have exercise classes if we weren't um, moving. (laughs) And, um, you know, lounge chairs to lay out in the sun. So So, the other thing is that it's the ultimate relaxation. You have to be able to relax if you want to do
0: one of those. So what what were – so actually I'm kind of curious, how did – the other guests receive americans were they (laughs) i i I, am just kind of curious you know because you know were they surprised or were they obviously not offended i think by now you would mention that but what what was it's
2: a really interesting situation so we were the only americans on our boat Mm -hmm. and for the crew i think that was interesting for them uh but remember, of course, so many people are bilingual and trilingual in Europe. Now, there were also Spanish right. speakers. Mm-hmm. There, was, um, there were Turks, right? So there, it wasn't just French people by any means. There were It was a multilingual
3: right.
2: population. And yes. remember, most of them speak English. So now the thing is, too, that for most of the people that are there, They're doing what we were doing. It's like a reunion. So, for example, a super fun French family that I talked to quite a bit while I was there, met them on the dance floor after a few drinks. um, They were there for their parents' 60th wedding anniversary, and it was the kids and the grandkids. And so people aren't necessarily socializing with other guests because they're all having their own kind of reunion. You know what I mean?
1: That's cool. Okay. Hey, but, I, I a mean, visitor. Look, we yeah. have somebody that just jumped on. Oh. Hi, how are you, Hi, Nicole. Hi. Nicole? Welcome. Technical hey. difficulties, but here Sorry you are. <laughs> it's all good. Um, meet Amy. Hi, Amy. Nice <laughs> Hi, to meet Nicole. you. <laughs> Hi. We were um, asking her about, um, like, what other people on the on the river cruise were doing. I don't know. Did you finish answering Zen's question? I think so. All right. I wanted to ask you. Yeah, yeah, go go
0: on, go on. Oh, no, no. Just so you know, Nicole, what she was, I was kind of curious about is that she was on Mm a cruise that was Europeans, and what were their thoughts about Americans being on the (laughs) ship? You know, was it a surprise, or was it, you know, obviously, there wasn't anger, and she was mentioning that it was just, like, business as normal, except for the staff was a little bit surprised, I think,
2: so... Yeah, I mean, Americans definitely do take these cruises. I asked them about that. It's just that we were a minority, which I think for me, I think it's really important for Americans to experience being the minority once in a while.
1: (laughs) When I I go overseas, I usually book my things in the country so I can have that experience. Um, And if you are in Europe, because I speak English and Spanish, um, it depends on the country what language I use, because sometimes one country one language is is liked more than the other so Mm -hmm. i do that but um but it is a very different experience when you when there are when you're not with um, americans nothing bad it's just a different experience i agree and nicole have you we'll bring you in have this is something
3: (laughs) you've noticed when you've traveled yeah i think it it depends on on the destination like you just said um I noticed it a lot in India because um, it's very, very different culture. Um, Americans tend to stand out. Um, yeah, of course. There.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, um, Amy, I want to ask you. So you're you're on? It's an eight day, seven
2: day. Well, we did six days and five nights, which was okay. the minimum amount. And then you can do seven, ten, fourteen. Oh, okay.
1: And then do you stop? You said you stopped in different places, and do they provide the the guidance on the tours, or
2: is something yeah. you do on your own? Can you go, yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, a little of both. Yes, you have options, so you choose when you go to the website. You look at all the different. I mean, they go all over. Like it's not just France; it's they go all all over the the world, really. And so you figure out which one works for you best, and yeah they have all these um, different um, excursions that you can go on and you can opt in or opt out. Um, And so that, you know, we had different uh, places that we went, we, we started in Paris. We went to a chateau on our um, second day. And then we went to the D-Day landing um, spot. We went to Rouen, if anyone knows the very famous Cathedral there, which, you know, I studied in uh, Brittany, but I had never really spent a lot of time in Normandy. So this was all uh, new for me. And um, so, yeah, you have these daytime excursions that you can take. And then we did um, also some things on our own. When we got back off the boat, we stayed in Paris for three nights more. Uh, I had to go back because I'm still working, they're all retired. But um, (laughs) we went to Giverny, we saw Monet's Gardens. Mm -hmm. And that was for me, uh, a lifelong dream as well. And we did that on our own. That was a tour that we booked after, But, but there is a quasi Europe tour that includes Giverny, but it's like the seven day tour, right? So yeah. Uh, it's a little of both. You can, you can just, you know, it's, here's one thing I love about this whole idea of the the river cruise. First of all, it's very intimate. You, you can see land the whole time, right? And, I mean, the Seine is a very big river, and we all decided if we fell over, we'd probably drown because it's it's also fast-moving. But there's something <laughs> interesting about I'm looking morning. out your back no. and knowing that the shore is over there. <laughs> um, <So> nobody drowned. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah, and, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. But anyway, yeah, so there, it's just, oh, I know, that you don't have to make any decisions whatsoever mm-hmm. that entire time as soon as you get off a boat and you are in a group you have to make like 20 decisions a day where are we going to go what time are we going to go who's going to go where who's going to pay the bill how are we going to split the bill who's going to take the metro who's going to i mean so when you you're going to have boat, to think oh it's nice. here it's just fun and relaxation and the scenery is absolutely stunning well,
0: I'm going to give you a problem now because the thing is, actually, that's any cruise. So I'm surprised that you're you you you're so anti-cruise.
2: I'm no, a little... I'm, cruise, I'm not getting on a cruise that's the size of a building with 2,000 people. Okay,
0: okay, okay. That's how
1: I'm like that too. I've never been on one and I don't have a desire to, but I mean, I understand other people really like it. I kind of feel the same way. It's a big building on top of a, of a boat floating and I mm. don't want to talk to people. i want to just go and enjoy i think i would like it more intimate maybe that's what it is Um, you know it
0: the 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 thing is that i'm totally not i'm not supposed to be a cruise person but i was kind of forced on a cruise (laughs) twice or three times by my family and it it was just oh i'm sorry what
1: no no and what what did you think or what what do you feel like
0: Actually, exactly what Amy expressed is that you know, it, I, despite the fact that I was on like essentially a floating city, um, mm-hmm. I was just like, "This is amazing." Because you know, like when you're at home or you're even if you're on a vacation anywhere, right? So it's always like, "Oh, where we're going? Where are we going to eat tonight? Or what should we go do next? Or whatever." When you're mm-hmm. on a cruise, no matter what the size is, kind of like you. Well, you just go down to the wherever they're gonna, They had food, and you know there's going to be food, and you just choose something from there. You don't actually have to make decisions on things like that. What, so it's just kind of like everything is kind of. And I was forced to relax. I'm one of these people that's constantly is like, I gotta do something, <laughs> you know. Even if I'm at home, it's like, oh, I should do laundry. I should do this or do that. When you're on a cruise, there's you're forced to do nothing. And and I I was I surprisingly enjoyed it. However, I've never been on a cruise voluntarily.
3: Uh, i don't think many people get to a cruise voluntarily i have a feeling that mostly it's either kids who want to go do something that's all-inclusive and you're hitting a lot of destinations but i actually uh piggybacking on that amy i'm curious to know how were you convinced to take this trip Uh, i don't know if that's been discussed already apologies if She didn't have to be convinced
0: she came up with the idea.
3: Yeah,
2: it was a dream of mine that I've been wanting to do for literally decades. And um, it really is a dream come true, especially because of my connection to France and speaking French. And, you know, I've been to Paris many times, but I'll tell you, this is a different way to see Paris and France to be on that river and be going through. First, you go through the city. Then you go through small villages. Then you're passing Chateau. It's just, you see, then you're in a forest. You're going through a forest on the side. It's such an intimate, different way to see the French countryside. I'm Uh, in love.
1: I want to do this so bad. (laughs) And um, I'm not, my husband doesn't really find it interesting. But maybe now with all this information, I can convince him um, because I really want to go. What was I going to say?
0: I was gonna ask, what was the oh, biggest I was
1: gonna ask something? Uh-huh, go on.
0: Oh i sorry. What was your biggest surprise, Amy?
2: Yeah. Oh wow. Well I didn't know what to expect, like I said. I really I think my biggest surprise was how nice the, the boat was. Like I just and that that like I'm a little bit claustrophobic and I also can't stand being in a space with no fresh air, which mm-hmm. almost every other cruise line, I don't think you can open your windows, <laughs> no. right? Mm-hmm. So this, for me, is why I will only take this cruise line again, and I can't wait. So yeah, it was a surprise how comfortable the cabin was. And remember, uh, uh, Tanya, for people uh, like your husband who want to stay busy, we were off the boat every single day. Like there was right. there was an activity every day. No, no, he doesn't involves- want. To,
1: he just doesn't want to talk to people. So he's <laughs> fine, but he he like yeah that is not. He'd rather sit in a room by himself somewhere else. He'll be out in the forest by himself. It's like that's what it is with him. I don't want I need to convince him that people won't talk to him. Just go.
2: <laughs> well and you listen, Tanya, you definitely should go to on uh, a cruise line where people don't speak English. He'll have his dream come true right there. Oh,
1: people talk to you even if you don't speak the language. I'm like, no, now it's even worse. Anyway, I'm i digressing it's it's Zen who can't keep still.
0: Yeah. Right well. then? Yeah, yeah, that's that's my own problem. We could talk about that another (laughs) time.
1: (laughs) You want to go back? You want to do it again? Then?
2: Oh Oh my gosh! Are you kidding? My brother in law immediately wanted to go back. We all want to go back. It's unbelievable. Yeah, okay, that's really good. It is. It's really special. Yeah. And then, you know, again, for people who want to be busy, like there are wine tasting cruises, there are, there's all kinds of different themes Mm -hmm. you can go for. uh, You know what I mean? If, believe me, if I had time, I'd be going back for something like, I'd love to go through the wine country. Can you imagine getting off your river cruise boat every day and going to the wineries of, of france I that mean- should be
1: mandatory <laughs> That's what i think it should just simply be just like you have a room and a bed that should be part of the party
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> not that i'm giving anything away about my personality <laughs> and um zen uh, we have a co-worker who's going on a cruise at the end of the year um you work with her so we might have her on. <laughs> Who's that? Wait, who? I don't. I don't know.
2: Um, yeah. not All okay. right, let's
1: not have naming. A I'm not naming. So let's I
2: think have, have a know. cruise debate. It'll we be funny.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I think now after this, we're gonna have to get her on, and and it'll um, be fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
2: river versus ocean. Let's really. I uh, I would love to have that discussion. That would be mm. so interesting how funny um let me see what
1: else was I gonna ask um I wanted to know did you have like any mishap or like a funny thing or wrong place or anything like that 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 happened that was like a cool story
2: no you know what you would think that we would well don't even get me started like I said I listened to your other podcast about travel problems no listen (laughs) 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 <laughs> I, I can take one. this down the rabbit hole if you wanted to hear about my flights there and back. No. So no, the only problems were, I mean, as you all pointed out, being there is excellent. Getting there is so tra- oh. technical. It might've been you who said it's almost not even worth it. Like sometimes it does, it feels like this is not worth the trouble that we have to go through to get to these places. I mean, travel has just become, really a problem. So let me know, let me swing it back up to the positive. We did not have one issue, uh, you know, on the on the cruise itself or in Paris, everybody in Paris was completely friendly. I love breaking those stereotypes. I cannot stand when people tell me Parisians are snobs. I'm like, you are obviously. It's a reflection of yourself, and you need to work on that because that is not how it is there. Everyone was so helpful when we were lost in the metro. Uh, we had the we had the police. We had the other people. We had everyone trying to help us figure out which metro to get on. Um, but one thing that happened that was amazing. Yeah. is one evening when we just had a free evening at Dock, my friend and I went for dinner. The rest, everybody else, or no, it was after dinner because all your meals are included. We went out to just, um, you know, have a cocktail and, t- and check out. Uh, it's a town called Honfleur and it's absolutely darling. It's a beautiful little town. We wanted to go explore and everybody else was too tired. So we went out and as we were walking home after we had, um, so I think we had, like uh, dessert crepes and coffee and we were walking home and I heard this music playing and I was like, wait, 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 what is this? we got to, we've got to figure out there's some music. Cause I love live music. We follow the sound to a cathedral. That's probably built in 1200 or something. And inside is a classical guitarist and everyone is sitting in the pews of this church listening to this Spanish classical guitarist in, and as you know, how, how music sounds inside a church, Mm -hmm. right? It's just, it was absolutely magical. We just wandered in that door and Mm -hmm. sat down and those are those little moments, right? Mm -hmm. Those are those special moments of a vacation. And it's why like everyone else missed it because you got to venture out a little, you know, go into town and see what the locals are doing.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a good point. We were just talking about that yesterday, those little moments of kind of magic that just happened serendipitously. I can't say that word. It felt like (laughs) magic. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it all worth it.
1: Um, Let's see. I was going to say, is there anything in particular that you have to take with you when you travel? Um, It's just kind of a side thing that we're all we we tend to ask, um, like you know, like iPad or did you connect with electronics while you were there?
2: (laughs) Oh, so first of all, I am I pride myself on being a carry on traveler, and when you when you go to Europe, just all bets are off, right? My my suitcase made it through um, the domestic airport. Uh, but as soon as I got to Air France, it was uh, too big, and so my sister and I both had to check our bags. Oh. So I worked oh. so hard on having a travel—I oh, mean, no. a carry-on, right? But it was so stuffed to the gills, and it was too heavy <laughs> that we had to end up checking our bags. All right, so, so make, you know, no. I need to really work on that art. I really sure. do. Okay. Uh, I don't like to check a bag. I don't want to wait for the bag. I don't want to risk it getting lost. Uh, but I, I still have not perfected the art of minimizing what I travel with. So that's that's one thing uh, that's helpful. And then just we just can't get the phone thing figured out. <laughs> we all ended up with like a $100 extra bill on our phones because we ended up using data when we didn't realize we were using data. And this has happened to me several times when I travel. So I just, I can't master that either. Every time I call the phone company and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I don't get charged extra. I'm buying your little international plan. Nope. So no, I don't bring an iPad. Uh, I still read paper books. Um, You know, you don't need as many clothes as you think. (laughs) Always. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm trying to think. No, I mean, there. you know, I brought way too many shoes. I always think I need different pairs of shoes that I'm not going to wear. So. Uh, hey, Nicole. That, yeah.
0: I was going to say, Nicole, do you have a suggestion on the phone thing?
3: Yeah, actually, you caught me. I was just scrolling through my phone because I actually found something that was really interesting in my trip to India. So another friend of mine who was um, traveling through Asia got this tip from someone, um, there's an application and I'm going to have to come back to you with the name because I think I deleted it. But you can actually buy, you can connect your phone to an electronic SIM card on whatever country you're going to. Um, And that would be the way to, I think the difference in pricing was pretty crazy because if you connect, if you have AT&T, the international pass is $10 a day. So that, that can rack up pretty quickly. Oh yeah, that's a lot. But for this application, um, you paid $11 for like seven days. um, And you could connect to uh, a local electronic SIM card. It took a little bit of finessing in the phone. It didn't quite work for me. But my friend ended up using it for a whole month and saved a bunch in in Asia. So Okay. So that would be
2: great. Yeah, that's a great. I'll come back with
3: with the name. (laughs) That sounds
1: like a topic for a podcast then.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to throw this out. Just my my brother-in-law um, is German, and my so my sister and my brother-in-law travel to Europe quite often, and I believe they use um, T-Mobile. They will not leave T-Mobile, and the reason why is they have essentially once you get a certain type of plan, is you can roam to like. Two hundred different countries and yeah. get like five yeah. gig a month or something like that. We just got so, that
1: when we traveled yeah. just now. <laughs>
0: so most of the international travelers I know that are consistently in Europe like to use T-Mobile because you mm. can just use it um, if if you're traveling enough you you just get high speed data everywhere that you go and you can keep your phone number. So I just I, yeah. I I'm one, I I'm on Verizon because um, my where I live I don't actually have T-Mobile uh, access to my house. Hmm. Otherwise I wouldn't move over there. But so I always had to get SIM cards whenever I go oh, somewhere.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, that would be a great topic for your next, uh, for a podcast is like travel hacks, yeah. uh, all these little tips that you, all the insider tips. Yeah. Uh, in fact, what was the, we, we learned also like Google maps did not work and, mm. oh gosh, I'm trying to find it. There's another app. Oh, do you know about city mapper? I haven't turned so out we're doing no. it. This is something here. Here's something that I learned on that trip that you need. So it's called City Mapper. My friend who's French, who now lives in Cork, Ireland, told me about this. Because when you're walking in Europe, those streets, you know, they're small, they're crooked, they're diagonal, they're brick.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They're, <laughs> right. You
2: know, right. I mean, Google Maps cannot figure it out. We were walking oh. in circles. So City Mapper is a much better app for directions uh, and you can use it here too. I should really try to use it um, domestically, but it really works well in Europe. So yes, it would be cool to have a, a whole segment on travel tips yeah. uh, for survival.
3: <laughs> I got the name of the app that I was talking about. It's yeah. air low. I'll spell it out. A I R a L O, hmm. that's the one, and it it works with many different countries, so you can check that out. Um, Very good. But also, I wanted to ask you, Amy, what, did you have any uh, any trouble adjusting to time zones? Like, I know for me, that that usually is um, something that I really struggle with when I go <laughs> to any other time zone that's not you know in the U.S. <laughs> further away, um, and also being on the water on a cruise? Like, did you get any jet lag? And how did you manage that?
0: Seasickness, I guess, too.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. So zero seasickness on a river cruise. Zero. I mean, it is so smooth. We slept. I mean, it's moving while you're sleeping at night. Um, Right. So, no, it's like being rocked like a baby. I mean, it barely moves. You can't feel a thing. No, there's no seasickness whatsoever. Um, But now, Nicole, that's an interesting question. I feel like... Yes. I mean, I can't sleep on a plane. And again, don't get me started about my flights, Um, but I can't sleep on a plane. So I certainly do get jet lag. But one thing that is so difficult is coming from the West Coast. Um, I'm from Chicago originally, and that's where I met my family to fly. You know, sometimes I think of moving to the East Coast just so I can be closer to Europe because I love Europe so much.
1: I've uh, had that thought too.
2: Oh, uh, coming from California,
3: it's like twice the trip,
1: right? But I love California, so
3: I do too. That's <sighs> <conflict>. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll throw another app for you that I actually I found out through TikTok. Out of all places, mm-hmm. it's kind. It's called Time Shifter, mm-hmm. and it is an app that helps you because I think the biggest gap between us understanding when to go to sleep and kind of keeping track of like, what time is it is um, setting like a schedule that your body can, can keep up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so this app, if you just put the the destination, like all the stops that you're going to go to and, and your whole itinerary, it'll tell you, it'll tell you by calendar what sh- you should be doing based on the time zone that you're at. So you stay you avoid, um, too much of a jet lag. So I was flying back from Dubai and half of the time it was telling me you should be exposed to sunlight and drinking some sort of caffeine to keep you awake. And then it would tell you when to prioritize sleep. So it did all the thinking for you. You just, you just had to follow the plan. It was pretty cool.
1: Very cool. Okay. I've made note of all of these. (laughs) Let's see. I think we're sort of getting to the end. Um, Let me see. I don't know if you wanted to add anything else or if anyone had a burning question um, for Amy. No?
0: No. I mean, I think we covered most of it. That was really interesting.
1: It was really good. It went by really fast. Well, I guess it's thanks for tuning in into our really French cruise podcast. <laughs> we hope that you guys had as much fun as we did. What did you think? Contact us on our social media channels where we can find photos of our adventures from around the world. We'll have interesting articles and more.
3: Also, if you're newer to our podcast, be sure to listen to our older podcasts where we talk about things like Paris day trips and random things we brought back from our travels.
0: Meet in Paris is a University of California Irvine Division of Continuing Education production in partnership with Notes by Nicole that's spelled N-O-T-E-S B-Y-N-I-K-O-L. And that's C-E dot edu Check them out. And thanks again for tuning in.
1: And thank you, Amy. It was great to have you. Bye, thank everyone. You guys, everyone. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye.